Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Mansion, this is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. It's hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. I spent the entire first hour talking way too much about the Astros. We even spent some time talking about the Orioles. And I forgot to tell you or made time for my dream last night. I, I woke up from this dream last night. I, I, I had a dream that I was with Pat Riley, and I asked him the question, what was better basketball, in his opinion? The Showtime Lakers in the 80s, his Knicks in the 90s, or the Miami Heat now? Like, what is considered better basketball? And I was just curious what he would say, because he was part of, you know, the explosion of fast-breaking, fun time, showtime with Magic and company. To then, it was Greco-Roman wrestling, where the Cavs and the New York Knicks were threatening to ruin basketball with the way they played. So now you have Miami Heat and their style, and maybe it's not the Miami Heat, but just basketball in general now. Because I think at some point, somebody is going to go be counterintuitive to everybody shooting threes. The Rockets are going small ball. Now, the Rockets are going to have a problem when they go up against a team that's got a rim protector. Now, they won last night. They beat Boston. They had Harden and Westbrook. They combined for 78 This doesn't mean anything to me. Now, they're exploring this now to workshop this to get to the postseason. Because everything that has to do with the Rockets and James Harden is, what about the postseason? You're going to get a matchup that's not going to be favorable to you, and I do think you're going to have teams that go, you know what, let's let's go big. Because the Clippers don't have a rim protector, and that was obvious last night, playing against the 76ers. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, they were able to do what they wanted. And the Clippers are going to run into this, certainly with the Lakers. LeBron and Anthony Davis, that is going to be a big issue. Dwight Howard, that will be an issue. Big issue, no pun intended. But some of these teams, if, if we looked at what a typical big man was 15 or 20 years ago, you'd have a lot of guys with their back, you know, backs to the basket. Now you have the bigs who can run and they can shoot threes. But you're, 
I still think there's room. Like James Wiseman, the Memphis kid, who uh, eventually he got suspended and then eventually said, I'm going to prepare for the NBA. He might be the number one overall pick. I don't know if he can play in today's NBA game the style that you want your big man, unless you're going to say, let's say you're Golden State and you end up with James Wiseman. What do you do with him? You still have to have a rim protector, in my opinion. Um, you know, that that's what I was looking at with Clint Capella, because I thought the Rockets, you'd still use Clint Capella because he helped you on defense. And how many times do you see Harden or Westbrook go to the hoop and just throw it up? Alley-oop to him. But somebody at some point, it's the same thing I said about running the football. Somebody's eventually going to go, this isn't all wide-open football here. Derrick Henry and the Titans proved it's not all wide-open football. Not everybody has a Derrick Henry there. Uh, the Ravens, you know, it, it may have felt wide open, but that was a running team. Run first, pass second. Ingram, Lamar Jackson. So if I can't out Mahomes, Mahomes, it's just like trying to beat Golden State at their own game. You can't do that. When everybody was healthy, you couldn't beat them at what they were doing. That's where you have to be. You have to be different. The Rockets, I give them credit. They're trying to be different because they they can't be size wise competing with the Lakers. And if Golden State was still Golden State, they wouldn't be able to compete with them. They're doing something different, and I applaud them for that. Take a chance because you got a coach whose job is riding on this, and James Harden's reputation rides on this as well, because he might be one of the fascinating great scorers of all time and nothing to show for. But I think that this is a nice chemistry project here that you have down in your lab. Yeah, Paul. And what you're saying about the three-pointer and the big man not having a role, a couple years ago, just two years ago, in that 2018 draft, DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona, great, really good big man. He's 21 years old. He's averaging 19 and 12. He's right on course to be a dominant big man in our league. He does not shoot threes whatsoever. If you redrafted that draft, DeAndre Ayton, he went first, Marvin Bagley second, Luka Doncic and Trey Young, Doncic and Young would go 1-2, right? Yeah. Completely, without no doubt, over DeAndre Ayton, who is a very good center. Yeah. And in the older days, you know, 15 years ago, DeAndre Ayton, you'd be, like, salivating that you got a guy that was that big, that talented, could run the floor. Now it's just different. And that's where I had this dream about Pat Riley, and I thought, man, that Showtime Lakers, everybody ran back then. Because even when they faced the Celtics, like Bird, McHale, they, they all ran. Parrish, they all ran. But you weren't shooting threes. If you were shooting threes, you wouldn't have that kind of Showtime Lakers. It just would be a different game there. What if we said for one year the NBA was getting rid of the three-point shot? Would basketball be better or worse? Which team would be favored to win without a three-point shot? Right now, if you just looked at the rosters and you can't have three-point shooting, is it McLovin's Milwaukee Bucks? No, my Sixers. Oh, I, I, it's tough to keep track of your team. The Bucks love the three. They, they shoot a ton. The Sixers can't shoot it well, and that's the only thing they can't do. Wouldn't that be – Ben Simmons would be the happiest guy in the league. He'd be thrilled. He'd he just called in. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious about that. Now, basketball wouldn't be better, in my opinion, because I, I, I love when you see scoring. I hate when you had, you know, hand-checking there. It was really, really physical. Basketball's not to, meant to be played that way. It was like when hockey went into the shell game. Like, the Devils nearly ruined hockey 
with. They'd get up one goal, and then they'd go into their defensive shell, and it just wasn't any fun. If you want to see great athletes, you want to see them play. And, uh, you know, I look at these teams now and, and the movement that they have. But I wonder if we get to the point where do we change the court dimensions? Do you widen the court at some point? Because you have guys who have so much range, and you have big guys who have range. Does basketball change the height of the rim first or the dimensions of the court? Because I wonder if you if you widen that by five feet on both the width of it, I wonder about that. You want the, the, the fluidity of the game. You want flow in there and movement. And, and that's what I love. It's not a two-man game the way it used to be. It's like inside out, I'm going to throw it in, and all right, I'm going to kick it back out. If not, I'll back down, back down, back down. And then, you know, it's not exciting basketball. I like when there's movement. I like when great shooters are rewarded. And, you know, you get guys who can play some defense when they need to. Because that's all of this stuff is just window dressing. All of this regular season stuff doesn't mean anything to me. The only team it, it means something to is the Rockets because they're trying something revolutionary. All it is is you get to the postseason, and how do you match up against that team? How do you match up half-court offense? How do you match up depth, size, coaching, your star player, their star player? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Then the chess match, this is checkers. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it does, in, in the bigger picture, it doesn't. Seeding, okay. If Milwaukee's two instead of one, does it really matter? Probably not. If the Lakers are two instead of one, does it really matter? Probably not. But, you know, seeing what's happening in the NBA, and I just thought of Pat Riley, and I, I was wondering what would he say was great basketball. He didn't answer me in the dream, by the way. Oh, how does hair look? His hair looked great. Yeah, yeah he looked great. But I, I'm going to guess that he would talk about the Showtime Lakers as great basketball because – that team, and, and that was something that was branded. That was different than what we had ever seen. Showtime Lakers. Because the Showtime Lakers could still be the Showtime Lakers. They would, they would take more shots. They'd take more threes. Like, you can't look at what was happening in the 90s. You know, that, that's not going to happen. It just was aesthetically wasn't pleasing. Today's NBA, it feels like it's too, you know, three-point driven. They're scoring a lot of points. But that doesn't mean you have great shooters out there. Yeah, McLovin. I don't like the offensive. I don't like the foul calls. The game, the way they call Harden has really made the game ugly. He's setting the record for most free throws this year. Yeah, but you can go back to when Bird and Jordan played. There was nothing like Harden shoots twice as many well, free throws. Well, but he, had. but because he shoots more than anybody, he has the ball more than anybody. But Trey Young's starting to do the same thing. He's starting to get fifteen foul shots a game too. They're just call these tic tac calls outside. I know. I mean, they're taking advantage of the rules. There were games that I would go to, and and all of a sudden you'd go somebody like Jordan would go through the lane and you just hear a whistle, and you knew somebody was going to get called for it. And they, and that didn't mean that they fouled Jordan. It was just gonna call whistle. Bird, yeah, gonna somebody fouled him. You know, so we had you know those phantom whistles back then. But nowadays, these guys understand I can create contact with you, and that's what Harden does better than anybody. I create that contact in a shooting motion, and I'm gonna shoot free throws. I don't like it, but he's taking advantage of the rules. Yeah, Paul. James Harden is averaging 12 free throw attempts per game. Michael Jordan, at age 23, when he averaged 37 points per game, averaged 12 free throw attempts per game. Yeah. Most of his career. Jordan, Jordan got a lot of phantom calls there, too. 
Which I never understood. Why do we give the great players even more latitude when it comes to, ah, uh, think they fouled you. I always think it's the guy who isn't very good who needs a little bit of help there. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP-SHOW. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners. Uh, spend some time, first hour, talking about the Astros. The owner wants to have a meeting with everybody, and they want to have a uh, scandal strategy here. Do you just not say anything? I would just say it once. I would, I would throw myself on the mercy of the court of public opinion, and you take the questions, and then you just say, we've answered those questions. Because this, if you don't answer it now, it's going to continue the entire season. If you can make it a one-day story, make it a one-day story. Uh, Lakers Nuggets coming up tonight. If you cover the NFL, there's a fine line between free agency analysis and free agency wishful thinking. And this spring could be a lot more fun if Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Dak Prescott were all maybe thinking about playing for another team. And it could happen, but there's a great chance that free agency will be a dud. Maybe Tom Brady stays with the Patriots, Drew Brees stays with the Saints, and the Cowboys have uh, you know some clarity here and, and realize that Dak Prescott is their quarterback. You know, maybe the Patriots and Brady want to explore life without one another, but there's also the logic of keeping that same team together. And I feel that with the Saints and Drew Brees, really that's just about Drew Brees, does he want to play another year? Um, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott fascinates me, and I know that this is media-driven because this is wishful thinking on the media. Oh, my God. You know, and Michael Irvin put this out where he uh, said that he had been told, not by somebody with the Cowboys, that, uh, hey, the Cowboys would be interested in Tom Brady. I think that's crazy. Michael may have gotten that from somebody, and Jerry loves, you know, shiny objects there and would love to have Tom Brady in a Cowboy uniform. This is a 43-year-old Tom Brady. I got Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady is not Tom Brady. I know it's hard to hear that. But that is the reality of this. Tom Brady didn't play well in the Super Bowl they won. He did not play well in the postseason. Didn't play well in the last part of the regular season. I know we can talk about he didn't have weapons there. He didn't play well. He's not the same. Brett Favre came out and said he seems like the same Tom Brady, which is crazy for Brett to say that. This isn't Brady who was the MVP. This isn't Brady who won it, you know, went to the Super Bowl and threw for 500 yards in that loss to the Eagles. He's just not the same player. It's finally caught up to him. For everybody that feels like, oh, the Cowboys only had Tom Brady. I will give you this. If Tom Brady was with the Niners, then maybe we could have that conversation. They would have won the Super Bowl. Okay, for one game. And we're really talking about three or four passes there. Because Garoppolo could have won that Super Bowl. And by the way, here's another thing. You know who gets blamed? Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan. Their defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, why didn't he get blamed? You gave up three touchdowns in seven minutes? Meanwhile, it's all on Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan. But I, I think the Cowboys, I, I don't think that that's a real story. I think it's media-driven there. And maybe, maybe because I can't rule out Jerry Jones in a situation like this, but I don't think that there's any. I think they're trying to create leverage, leverage with Dak Prescott. I would franchise Dak Prescott and then 
I would I would decide, is he our quarterback? Because I'm not paying him $40 million. But what are your other options here? You either sign him to a long-term deal, which I think they are. It feels like that. I would sign him to a one-year deal, and then I might explore trade talks. And then maybe you bring in somebody who can be your quarterback for the next year or two years. If you're not sold on Dak Prescott at that price tag, then I would start looking for plan B. And plan B would not be Tom Brady. Chargers need Tom Brady. Dallas does not need Tom Brady. Absolutely not. Yeah, McLovin. Let me throw some plan Bs at you. How about Cam Newton? I don't know his health because now Uh, his owner said, David Tepper, hey, I don't know how healthy he is. There's a lot of guys that are going to get cut. A lot of quarterbacks who are probably – Andy Dalton's probably going to get cut, right? I would think, yeah. Cam Newton, probably going to get cut. Although Cam at $19 million, if he's anywhere near healthy, hell yes. Absolutely. I'd bring him in for a one-year. Like a Bridgewater, maybe? Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is a better decision than Tom Brady. That's hot. It just is. Right. Uh, now, I don't know if Jerry thinks like that, but he likes well, star no, power. I, I know that's what I'm saying. I can't rule out Jerry's thinking. <laughs> that really didn't catch on, our hot takes. Uh, you know what? I actually, that whole weekend, someone that had that tweeted to me. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. A dozen times. So when I say Taysom Hill is crazy, he's not a franchise quarterback. Which Taysom Hill did say. Taysom Hill uh, had this to say about uh, how the Saints view him. He's the uh, the Saints all-purpose player. Do I want to leave? The fact of the matter is no, I, I, I don't. But as you look at free agency, you have to find, you know, the right opportunity for you. Sure. You have to find this the, the situation to take care of your family. To, you know, I want to play quarterback in this league. And if New Orleans don't view me that way, well, then I, I have to leave. Okay. Uh, I, I don't want my franchise quarterback at age 30. And he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in the NFL. He's a wonderful talent. But I, I, I think he wants that money, that franchise quarterback money. But I, I'm not paying him franchise quarterback money. I'm like, can I pay him $27 million a year? The answer is no. I mean, it's easier to complete passes than it's ever been in the NFL. But unless and, and, and if you say Drew Brees is retiring and Teddy Bridgewater is going to leave, then you take Taysom Hill. And I'm sure Sean Payton would love that. But if Drew Brees is going to retire, I keep Teddy Bridgewater before I do Taysom Hill. We love Taysom Hill because of the possibility there. Oh, my God, look at He does everything. He's the Army Knife, the Swiss Army Knife. He can do it all. Okay. Can he pass? Like, that's what I – that would help at that position. Right? Yeah. I, like, just small thing. Like, I nitpick, but I just want to know, can you – Can you? hey, can you pass? Yeah, Paul. Taysom Hill was an undrafted free agent who New Orleans gave a chance to play a bunch of positions, and they kind of made him into this all-purpose weapon. Yeah. I don't know how much bargaining power he has on the free agent market – at the position of quarterback because he doesn't throw passes for a living and hasn't since he was in college. I, I can't take it. I, can, I can't take a risk on that. I mean, the Saints are so close to the Super Bowl. Who gets you closer to the Super Bowl? To me, it's Teddy Bridgewater. 
If, if Drew doesn't come back, it's Teddy Bridgewater. The Cowboys need to re-sign Dak Prescott. If you don't think he's long-term, I would look at what you could get for Dak Prescott. Let's say you sign him for a one-year deal. You franchise him, and that's going to cost you what, McLovin? 24 or something? I think, yes, hell yes, I'd do that right now. One year. Might be a little higher now. This year. Let's say it's $27 million. All right. That's a whole lot better than $40 million for the next five years. And that, he's going to want close to $40 million. And he's not worth it. But he's worth keeping for one more year. The only the, the way to win, if you look at these teams, it's rare when you're winning when your quarterback takes the max, when you have to spend all that money. And if you know, you're able to get somebody and get somebody on the cheap and they're ready to play right now, then great. But that's that's not the case here. Dak's going to cost you. I could get two number ones for Dak Prescott. <laughs> and probably a third. I could, get, <laughs> I could get two first and a third for Dak Prescott. I, I could send him to the Chargers right now. I, I, I franchise him. I send him to the Chargers. Why would the Chargers give two first-rounders to pay Dak if they could have Tom Brady? Would they I, really? I would rather have Dak. Tom Brady's going to play one more year at the most, probably. But and the, the only reason I said you just said you can't pay a quarterback big money and win at the biggest level. So the Chargers are immediately going to be saddled with that big money and have no chance. I'm saying that you could probably trade him. I, I wouldn't do it because if I'm the Chargers, then I want to try to take a chance on one of these, you know, these rookies. I'm looking at Super Bowl history, and you nailed it. There are nothing but rookie deals and Tom Brady on here. Yeah, and Brady took a team discount here. I mean, the, there, there's no secret here. That's how you build a team. Like, Seattle's dynasty ended after three years. They, they had two Super Bowl appearances, and then it was over because now you have to pay Russell Wilson Jr. the third, and then you lost players. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I'm looking at these quarterbacks. You had um, Mahomes this year, Goff last year, Wentz the year before, even though it was Foles. And that's why I wonder about a Chiefs dynasty yeah. that everybody's talking about. Mahomes is going to cost you $40 million. Have Cam Newton the Panthers. I think he was still on his rookie deal when mm-hmm. they got to the Super Bowl. You're exactly right. Uh, he is the commissioner of the XFL, and his son walked away from football. Oliver Luck will join us coming up here. 21 after the hour, we'll get to phone calls as well, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle with DP Show. 22 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Calling all Gleek. I'm Kevin McHale. And I'm Jenna Ushkowitz. We became best friends on the set of Glee. And now we're doing the Glee recap podcast you have been waiting for. How romantic. Each week we'll take you behind the scenes. Spill all the Glee tea. And break down episodes from season one with former cast, crew, producers, and writers that brought the show to life. I think everyone needs a little more party in their lives. Get new episodes of Showman's every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and PodcastOne.com. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331.20. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. What's the poll question that uh, we went with McLovin? If you were MLB, would you vacate the Astros title? And actually, 61% right now said yes. Okay. But, it's, yeah, it's close. I'd like to know if baseball knew what we're finding out now, would they have reacted differently? Because they, they told the players, you got total immunity here. And players took advantage of that and came forward, squealed on some people, and then some people lost their jobs and the Astros got punished here. But – uh, look, baseball has to live with this, not me. And these players have to live with this. Uh, you want to put an asterisk there, whether it's permanent or, you know, indelible, fine. I, I, I'm, I'm good with that. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. He's one of the, uh, the great Houston Oilers of all time, the uh, 44th overall pick in the 1982 draft. And, of course, a legend at West Virginia. He is the XFL commissioner. Oliver Luck, who joins us on the program. Good morning, Commissioner. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great. If you could pick out one moment of your professional playing career, what would it be? Uh, my best moment came early in my career. It was my first NFL start for the Oilers, and we were. Uh, it was 1983. It was right after that 82 strike shortened year. We played the Detroit Lions, led by Eric Hipple and Billy Sims, and uh, we broke a relatively long losing streak. It was my first start and first win for the Oilers that season, so that sticks out. It was downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) How long did you last in the NFL? I spent five seasons. Oh, okay. I probably could have played a sixth or a seventh. I, I was backing up Warren Moon, and I could have played a sixth or a seventh, but... I had gone. I was going to law school in the off season, and I realized that my calling was uh, was going to be not on the field, but you know, outside of the field. And here you are as the XFL commissioner. I think, by all accounts, a successful debut for the league. What is the goal as the commissioner of the XFL for this league? Our goal really is pretty simple. We want to stay in the spring, offer high quality, up tempo football. Uh, in the spring, you know, sort of let folks uh, get to know us and understand us, build our own brand, build our own sort of standalone sustainable teams, and uh, just offer good football. I mean, it's it's not that complicated. Obviously, football is America's most popular sport, uh, but, of course, the spring is the season, and traditionally, in which there hasn't been much live football. So that's really our, our goal, relatively straightforward. Play good football in the spring. How important is a partnership with the NFL? Well, you know, we don't have a formal relationship with the NFL, uh, but as you could imagine, as you know, a we've got, well, not necessarily. I mean, uh, we've got all the respect in the world for the NFL, and we've got a million touch points with the NFL, but I'm, I'm not sure that, that that's an end game for Vince McMahon, our owner. I, 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 his instructions, his guidance to me is, hey, Oliver, build a sustainable standalone league with our own brands, and, and you know, we'll respect the NFL. The NFL determines a lot of the sort of things about the ecosystem of professional football, so we have to live within that ecosystem. But And we want to have, obviously, positive relationships, which we do, but I'm not sure there's, that that's part of the end game necessarily. What about going after college talent like the USFL did? 
So, you know, we're not subject to the NFL's requirement of, of three years out of high school. That's baked in the CBA. We're not a party to that. We do have the ability to, you know, go and sign a college freshman or a sophomore. Uh, there's only one player right now in our league, a guy named Kenny Robinson, who ironically went to my alma mater, West Virginia. He's got college or had college eligibility remaining. He only played two years of college ball and then decided that he wanted to play in our league. And he's basically, Dan, using this season. He's playing for Jonathan Hayes in, in St. Louis. He's using this season as a personal combine, right? Instead of going to the combine and you know doing the drills, uh, he's said, I, I need to play. I need to get more tape. I need to you know play 10 games or 11 games against good competition. And he's doing very well. A lot of scouts uh, anticipate him being a first, second round uh, draft choice. So uh, we haven't really dipped our toe into that particular pond, uh, but we certainly could in the future. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I, I know Trevor Lawrence is out of your price range, but let's say you had a quarter or is Trevor Lawrence out of your price range? I'm not sure I know what his price range is. <laughs> okay. uh, but but let's say a freshman quarterback plays well and doesn't want to, you know, he's got to stay for two more years. It, can you see that that would be sort of the gateway that's open here where somebody could say instead of playing in college, I can go and make this my own combine or I can go in and get paid by the XFL a year or two years earlier? That That's a distinct possibility. You know, there's – about 10,000 Division One college football players, and there are lots of you know challenges that those young men are facing. So I could see where a guy plays a year, or maybe even you know two years, and says, "I need to make some money. I've got to support a family, or you know, got a, you know illness in the family, or, or whatever, or or you know, academically, I'm not interested in college." I mean, there's so many different stories. The key thing for us is this year we said to ourselves, "Let's get the best." you know, 450 or so players we possibly can. And the typical background of that player is three or four years of college football, two or three, four years of NFL football. I mean, we got former first-round draft choices playing in, in, in the XFL. So, you know, we have to make sure that a younger guy would be physically, emotionally, mentally mature enough to, to compete. The beauty of getting guys that are three, four years, you know, in terms of the NFL, the beauty is they're professionals. They know how to act. They know how to respond. They they bring a certain professionalism to the job. And that's, you know, we have to make sure a college kid would be, you know, in that same category. He's the commissioner of the XFL. He's Oliver Luck. Uh, fans can download Play XFL app and uh, by picking the games currently uh, this week, and you do that correctly, you can win up to $500,000. It's available in both the App Store and uh, Google Play. I'm officially a L.A. Wildcat, lifelong L.A. Wildcat fan. <laughs> well, it was, I tell you, my favorite moment uh, this past weekend, I was in D.C. for the D.C. Defenders-Seattle Dragons game. Cardale Jones threw a couple of nice balls early in the first quarter, you know, and the almost 20,000 fans there broke out in an MVP chant. I right? know. So, <laughs> we we <laughs> laughed know, about that. Awesome. <laughs> it's awesome as these guys, these fans, sort of create their own little environment, you know, and obviously we're, we're brand new. And uh, so that, that, that's been a really fun part to watch as the fans begin to fill these brands with energy in their own little stories. What did your uh, son think of the XFL? Uh, he's uh, been pretty upbeat. He's been a little bit of a, a sounding board for me, as you'd suspect. He knows virtually all the players in the league. So he's given me some tips about uh, certainly about some of the quarterbacks that we went out and signed. You know, he's friendly with guys like Landry Jones and Josh Johnson and you know, I don't know if he knows Cardale, but uh, Philip Walker, P.J. Walker, who's yeah. down in Houston, playing very well. He was on the Colts practice squad for a couple uh, years. So he's, he's given me some good advice. Does Andrew need a job? 
Uh, no, he doesn't. Thank you for asking. He's, he's Mr. Mom right now. They, he and his wife had their first child uh, about three months ago, so he's uh, doing a lot of babysitting. He disappeared. How surprising. I, I mean, I know he's different, Oliver, but like maybe it doesn't surprise you. I think people kept saying, oh, he's got to come back. And I go, why would he come back to the sport that put him in this mindset of, I'm going to walk away from this, and there's something else to life than football? The media and fans wanted him back. I mean, he had... He had the smart assessment, in my opinion, but he just disappeared. That's remarkable well, for an athlete. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, one of these millennials that isn't involved with social media. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's still, I guess there's still a handful of those guys out there. Uh, and, and, you know, as a result, it was really very easy for him to, you know, just to get out of the spotlight and, and live his own life. You know, I, I really admire Dan anybody who's played in the league who leaves on his own terms, right? So watching Luke Keekley, for example, right? Yeah. Great career, great player. And I, I just, I love it when a guy says, I'm in control. I'm going to walk away when I want to walk away. I'm not going to let the game determine when my career is over. Right? Guys like me were told when we were done. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, I, I really admire that because that's that's taking control. And it's also taking control of your post playing future, which is critical for a lot of guys. And they finally got an offensive line for him. That was my problem. I kept railing on the Colts going, you're going to get this guy killed, then you get a good offensive line, a good team, and then all of a sudden it's really the accumulation, I think, of all those years where Andrew probably just said, I, I, I don't want to do this. If I can't be great, be healthy, I, I'm not going to do it and walk away. Do you get that? Well, you know, he, uh, he he did sort of lament uh, to me that you know the, the Colts had such a good offense, you know, as, as as he was working through his own issues. Chris Ballard has done an excellent job. That that yeah. is my you know GM of the year, and it's a small market, and you know they ended up uh, kind of losing some gas towards the end of the season this year. But I I think the world of Chris Ballard, he's he's one of the best. What is the uh, new rule that you think the NFL is going to go? I think we like that. Or the you know the element that, that the NFL will sample here. So the one I think that that makes the most sense. I have no idea what the NFL would do, but the one I, that makes the most sense because the underlying rationale is solid is our kickoff, right? So you know we we tried to create a kickoff that gives us two things: one, more kickoff returns. That's what fans want to see, right? They don't want to see the guy kicking the ball out of the end zone. That's not a great football play. They want to see a return. And the second reason is safety. You know, player safety that matters in today's world. So as 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 we developed our kickoff, you know, that underlying rationale was was everything for us. All right, let's get more returns, and we'll get virtually 95% returns. You know, from our kickoffs as opposed to the sort of 30 or 35% in the NFL, and it's safer. And, you know, I don't think anybody can argue with the underlying rationale. That's, that's really the key. So all these rule innovations, we've got about a dozen or so that, you know, that are where we differentiate ourselves from the NFL. It's all about the underlying rationale, and I think that's, that's where we started, and that's where I think anybody else, including, you know, the NFL and the competition committee would, would start. So who, who knows what the league will do? I can't speak on behalf of the National Football League, but we certainly like the innovations. And I think fans more or less have said that, hey, these are pretty good. These are smart. Good to talk to you, Oliver, and uh, my best to uh, the league and what you're doing, and uh, say hello to Andrew for us. Will do. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. That's Oliver Luck, the XFL commissioner, former player, and, of course, father of Andrew Luck. I almost asked Paulie to do his impersonation of Andrew Luck oh. for his dad, Oliver Luck. Oh, <laughs> the old man's doing great. He's right. Still got the flip phone. Oh, I like the, the defenders. I mean, 
to protect our country. D.C. defenders. Like a lightning bolt. It's a coefficient of lightning and Jersey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whose quarterback impression is better? Paulie's Andrew Luck. Fritzy's Patrick Mahomes. Todd, that's when you you see how this Uh, works? (laughs) I got to give it to Paulie there. I think he's done a really good job. You know what's great about both of them is that they both have things that neither one of the people actually do. Like, Andrew Luck pretty much never goes, ah, <laughs> that's, that's, oh, that's not true. He did do that. He did the, ah. He did, ah. I think it's pretty good. He but said, ah, but he never goes, ah, 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 ah. Oh, yeah. And, and Patrick Mahomes, I don't think, has ever gone, at the end of a sentence. Andy Reid. And then Seaton's Brett Favre. Do I think there's a better course to do? <laughs> Their impressions are way better than mine. Yeah, I think Paulie's Andrew Luck is great. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't want the kids to watch XFL, USFL, any FL. <laughs> oh. All right, we'll take a break here. Phone calls coming up next here on the day. Hey, I don't get a Whoa. chance. <laughs> oh, what do you do? Andy Dalton? No, Case I do Keenum? You know I do Kirk Cousins. Hi, I'm Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. You like that? Take a break. Back after that. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331.20. 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Adam Schefter reporting. Cleveland Browns have... Had Miles Garrett reinstated. NFL has reinstated. Do we know the full story here? For a story that felt like it was inflammatory, Miles Garrett, I guess, still stands by his story that Mason Rudolph used, you know, some racial slurs in there. NFL investigating this? I don't know. Felt like that just sort of floated out there and then floated away. But uh, the NFL has decided to reinstate Miles Garrett. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Marco in Arizona is back. Hi, Marco. Hey, good morning, DP. Good morning, Dennis. Um, I heard you talking about my guy, hip swivels. Uh, but you guys countered me with a good question, you know, like 
blowing up the team like starting over. Isn't a new coach starting over anyway? And wouldn't you rather have, you know, a new quarterback and coach? Because Dak's got to – he's going to have to learn McCarthy's ways. Well, I think that McCarthy's going to come in and have to sort of get his style and fit it into the Cowboys. The Cowboys already got a style. But I think he'll help Dak Prescott in preparing, uh, you know, whatever he gleaned from Aaron Rodgers there. But I, I would stay with Dak Prescott. Thanks for the phone call, Marco. Yeah, this whole Tom Brady thing, Tom Brady hasn't played at anywhere near Tom Brady level. I don't know what game or tape Brett Favre's watching. I just didn't think Tom Brady was anywhere near great and at times just good. Go back to the Super Bowl. He had one big throw in the Super Bowl. He didn't play well in the Super Bowl when they beat the Rams. And at the end of the year, look what he did. Those last couple of series against the Dolphins, he didn't do anything. The Dolphins, and you lose at home. And then the Titans. Like That's just not elite Tom Brady level. And I can blame it on supporting cast, or I can certainly credit that for, you know, why he's not putting up great numbers, but I just didn't think he looked great. And I, I just don't see I, – I think this is media-driven. You know, you got shows that led with this, that Tom Brady and the, the Cowboys. Cowboys need to sign Dak Prescott. Either tag him or give him a long-term deal. That makes the most sense for them, short-term, long-term. This is different than the Patriots deciding to keep Tom Brady and letting Jimmy Garoppolo go. Because Brady at that time was still playing good football, won an MVP, won a couple of Super Bowls for you. Now you're bringing him in at 43. You might have him for one more year, and then you're unless you're sold on somebody else other than Dak Prescott as your quarterback. And if that's the case, then okay, fine. But I would keep Dak Prescott. I would tag him for one year because I would hold off as long as I can before he's going to want his $40 million because he's not worth $40 million. And if I was advising him, I would say to him, we're going to give them a little, what appears to be a little bit of a discount here because you make so much money being the Cowboys quarterback off the field. If you go to Carolina, you ain't making this coin. If you go to Tampa, you ain't making this coin. You're making it because you're the Cowboys quarterback. Plain and simple. That's it. Uh, Pete in Virginia joins us. Hi, Pete. What do you have for me? Uh, hey, DP, 511-158. So uh, I'm probably like a lot of listeners. You know, I hop on, I'm in an interview, and sometimes you recognize the voice. You know, Barkley's easy, Miller's easy. And I hop on, and I hear Chris Collinsworth talking about my D.C. defenders. <laughs> and then you say, Oliver Luck. And I'm like, I don't know if you have the same feeling. I don't know if you call that a voice doppelganger or, you know, there's like a stunt double. He sounded just like Chris Collinsworth. And I don't know if any of you guys picked up on that, too. Pete, thanks for the phone call. You're right on. We uh, we thought that there was a little Collinsworth in that voice of Oliver Luck there. Sounded like an analyst. Sounded a little bit like uh, Chris Collinsworth. During the live look-in, Paulie said, uh, hey, I got an XFL question for you. Uh, I believe it's a two-part question. Were you surprised that Oliver Luck, the commissioner of the NFL, when you was asked about partnering with the NFL and going after college underclassmen, didn't distance himself from going after star college players like the USFL did decades ago that killed them? Yes. Second part of the question is, if you were Trevor Lawrence, let's say the XFL called Trevor Lawrence of Clemson four weeks ago, called him and his parents, and if he has a representative, said, We'll give you $10 million to play 10 games for us this season. $10 million. 
If you were Trevor Lawrence, would you consider that, or would you go back no. to Clemson for another year? Not. I wouldn't even spend a second. I'd spend two seconds. Ten million? No. He doesn't know who he's, he could have a guy who was a, a truck driver blocking for him, a bus driver, working at Home Depot or something. But the guys chasing him are also working at Jiffy Lube a month ago. Well, those guys might be have incentive to go and get Trevor Lawrence and tackle and sack Trevor Lawrence. Not that the guys up front don't have incentive to block for him, but no, Trevor Lawrence, no, he's going to be protected at Clemson. He'll eventually make his money. He does. While he can have the $10 million now, the smart choice would be, I'm going to stay at Clemson and uh, try to win another national title. Yes, yeah, So the, the players that are making up these teams, right, are all, what, former practice squad players or players that were cut from NFL teams? Yeah. Right. So are we saying that the Clemson line now is better than those yes. players? Yes. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, like, I get the punchline, but they're not, like, Guys that they're just picking up off the street. They're guys that are trying to still play professional ball. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, McLeod. There was a big debate uh, along those lines. Could um, LSU this year beat the XFL teams? Yes. But the XFL teams have older guys. That's why I was wondering if there's any advantage there. All of them draft. Well, you can be older or you better. Like old average guys. Yeah. As I mean, if you look at that LSU roster, how many pros do you have? 20. And they they practiced together for years. I mean, Joe Burrow's been with them for two years. If LSU played the best XFL team, can we ask Vegas? Do they they come up with odds on short notice? Vegas just said no. No thanks. (laughs) They they prefer not to? (laughs) All right, two hours in the books, one more to go. Got some Meet Friday songs for you coming up. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. Napa know Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.